This is Ashton Akins. And this is Two Guys in a Podcast. Guys, we have Terry Cagle back with us this week. The return of T. Cagle, um, our old friend and conspiracy theory aficionado. Here we go with this conspiracy theory stuff again. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to explore that a little bit. Um, hey folks, how you doing? Hope you're hearing this and hope you're having a fantastic day while you're listening to it. All right. So if, uh, if y'all didn't notice, we took last week off. We all decided it was best to spend time with our families. I went home, my wife had a cooked meal for me, and uh, Jason worked all day. Yes, yes. Um, I was glad someone could be with their family. And Terry Cagle gave his shit for it. Yes, I absolutely did. These two are slackers. Don't let them fool you. Uh, Terry's approach was very passive-aggressive. He, uh, he continually questioned our commitment to the podcast and our commitment to the listeners, and, and we tried to assure him... Our commitment has never been stronger. And uh, last week's episode was very popular. We gained a lot of new listeners. Wow. Yeah, tell, How tell many us about that. We had here. We added a. We added eleven dedicated listeners. Added several states here. We're being heard in Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, California, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, New Jersey, Illinois, Texas, Maine, Arkansas, and Florida. I believe that's 14 states. 14. And there is word that we may be going international. Now, this is an exclusive. This is a world exclusive from T. Cagle himself. He has um, contacts in the country of Sweden. And we may be going international, folks. We may have listeners from across the big pond, as they say, over into, uh, into the great north of Sweden. Thanks to T. Cagle and uh, his, his folks over there to all of you that answered me on messenger and gave the look and gave the show a listen i sure do appreciate it and we appreciate it we want to get our, our word out and our opinions out and you might find some of our opinions to be shit but we, we like our opinions so we're gonna put them out there whether you like them or not oh, we definitely like our opinions and we want your opinions we want you to feel like you're part of this because folks i'm going to tell you this is not just a podcast this is a movement and 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 it, it's probably the most the 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 most dangerous podcast in the United States. Um, we are really trying to do something with this and give folks a platform to speak their mind. You know, me and Jason decided early on when we decided to do this podcast that we didn't care if we had one listener. We was going to keep doing episodes, <laughs> and we we just want we just want to give give folks a, a venue to get come on here, speak their piece, tell their story. Um, we're so so very happy to have Terry Cagle on here. Two uh, two episodes in a row, which it takes at least two um, to um, really get get our arms wrapped around the big man. And is that a fat joke, sir? No, it is not a fat joke. It I, know, I like do fat not fat jokes, I do sir. not know fat jokes, but um, and we're hoping he'll stick around for uh, for the rest of our time. If I can get these slackers off the rear end and get them recording. So, there you go. We are slackers and we are on our rear ends, according to Deke Eagle. And we wouldn't expect anything less from him. So, Jason, what would you do this week, buddy? Man, I'm going to tell you right now. Of course I worked. Uh, of course I did. Of course. And Allegedly. Allegedly. That's a conspiracy theory. He's wanting to talk conspiracy theories, folks. Yeah, it, everything's a conspiracy theory. Everything's a conspiracy theory. 
Um, I, and, I, and I went to the doctor, you know, had a little anxiety attack, and fortunately had a doctor's appointment scheduled, and, um, but, uh, you know, everything's going to be good there, but... Um, your wife didn't threaten your life, did she? No, she threatened my life if I didn't, if I didn't slow down a little bit. So I slowed down and I took the doctor's advice. But um, other than that, man, I've just been uh, trying to get ready for this podcast and, and thinking about it night and day and studying on it and, and praying over it, and, and I'm ready to do it. Well, we're here, man. Uh, All right. Well, before, before you go any further there, you, you mean to tell me that you actually listened to what a doctor had to say oh i do now i was i used to not until i had a doctor tell me with my blood pressure that he truly believed by the time i was in my 50s that i would be dead before i hit the ground he said you're you are your blood pressure serious so i started listening then and i was in my mid-30s by that point so i was like yeah maybe it's time to start listening all all i can say on this is this hallelujah well and 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 i'm thankful i'm thankful and i've, I've tried i've lost weight i'm down to 214 holding steady <laughs> and there you go we've got sound effects now we're in front of a live studio audience, as you can hear, and um, somewhere Mr. Bojangles the cat is clapping for us, and, and there you go, there you go, so, uh, and those are some of our um, not-so-happy uh, podcast fans, but yeah, yeah, so, I, I, you know, I've been listening to that, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'll be 45 in January, so, you know, between our, I've got a lot of arthritis, and um, high blood pressure, and you know, I just I I'm at a point now where I got to think about those kind of things because, hell, I know a lot of people that are that are dying or dead, and it concerns me. It sucks getting old. Well, you realize, it really does. You realize your mortality. You realize yeah. your mortality, and you realize, okay, you know what? I am not, and I've always been one of these guys who would work as hard as I had to work, do whatever I had to do. But you start to realize, you know what? I do have some physical limitations, and things could change. And you see people you know and care about. Reality, reality kind of hits you in the face and says, "You know what, dude? You're not 21 anymore." That's right. That's right. You know, and, and for a long time, I felt like I had powers like Wolverine, no. like mutant powers that I could heal myself. But oh, yeah. but now the no, fact that you, you, you bet you're as old as the Civil War, like Wolverine, right? Uh, sometimes I feel that way. <laughs> my arm, I've had this thing where my arm, my hand, from my hand, from the fingertips up to my shoulder, every day it goes numb. And it's because of a pinched nerve. And may have to have surgery, that's what she told me Friday. Um, or whatever day it was, Thursday when I went out there. But, um, you know, so, uh, yeah, I, I sometimes I, I think about that. I think, well, maybe I'm not Wolverine. Um, you know, maybe... Maybe I'm somebody else. Maybe I'm just Jason. Yeah, when people older than me tell me I shouldn't be hurting near as much as I am, I just tell them I'm later model by my high mileage. That's what I always say, man. You know, <laughs> these these people who are older who are like you're not supposed to. Oh, you shouldn't be hurt like that, or you don't know. You don't know. Well, they don't know what you've done. 
Nope. They, they don't know how you. They don't know what you done to what you put your body through. That's exactly right. <laughs> but mm. um, you know I, that that's just something, and I know Brother Ash sitting here, he's he's just recently gone on some blood pressure medication himself, and um, you know it's just something you have to watch, and I would encourage anybody. Don't take it for granted. I'm telling you, man. If you don't have your health, you have nothing. It takes everything away from you. You've I've got the guard. You know, I've been the type. I've always said I'm not taking blood pressure medicine. But when you show up at the doctor and your uh, your blood pressure is, you know, 179 over 120, you need to start doing something. Yeah. When mine averaged 160 over 110, I went and found another career. <laughs> Well, sometimes you have to make a change. Sometimes it takes that. Sometimes yeah. it takes that. There's no doubt. You have to find what fits you uh, because, I mean, when it all boils down to it, we only have so much time here anyway. Mm -hmm. So you got to find what fits you. And um, if, if, if you can't find what makes you happy, then, then try to stay away from what makes you miserable. That's right. So, and that and $1.50, you can get a Mountain Dew. No, you can't. Probably not. They're no, not, can. not with inflation <laughs> these days. Not with inflation. You're not yeah. getting a 20 ounce for $1.50. Maybe they'll raise my wages. Yeah, good luck with that. Well, guys, um, did y'all watch any of the football games this weekend? I watched the Alabama game, and uh, I was very disappointed. Uh, what happened? Mm. What happened? I was actually at the Cathedral of College Football, known as Bryant-Denny Stadium, for that LSU defeat. Mm. What happened? It's very simple. LSU showed up with a chip on their shoulder and whooped Alabama's butt. Could, so. you, under could you understand anything that the coach was from LSU was saying? <laughs> I don't know why, but I love that guy. I really do. He is so entertaining. He he sounds like Farmer Fran from the Water Boy. Absolutely, he's great. fight another day. It was wrong, man. He, I kind of feel like if they played again this season, it'd be a different outcome. Maybe it will because you know Nick Saban always wins their revenge games. You gotta love it. Yeah, I remember. What year was it where LSU beat Alabama, then Alabama came back and beat them in the championship? Beat the snot out of them. Beat the snot. Remember what they, they crossed the 50 uh, one time in the second they they game? Did the not cross, they did not cross the 50. That was when they had the honey badger. Yeah. yeah I think it was in 2011, was it not? It was 11 or 12. It was. Whatever happened to the honey badger? You know, I don't know. They might be mounted on somebody's wall for that matter. I, I you mean a real honey badger? or The one that played for LSU, they called oh, it honey badger. Oh, uh, Did he go to the NFL? Yeah, I think he went to the NFL and then fell into nice, wonderful obscurity like about half the rest of them. Well, if, if I'm not mistaken, if you play in the NFL, is it four years and, you, and you're eligible for their retirement system? I have no idea. I have no idea. Because they have a very generous retirement. Now, you know. It wouldn't surprise me because the average career lifespan of an NFL person, unless you become a huge star somewhere around two to four years yeah two to four years and with the kind of damage that gets done especially to the um, to the old noggin uh, I would imagine they probably would have a pretty good retirement system set up you know there's been so much uh, 
that we know now that we didn't know 20 years ago about the impact and the brain damage that, that, that occurs from those impacts. Yeah. I think it's bullshit. You think it's bullshit? They used to play with leather helmets, for God's sakes. Huh? They used to play with leather helmets. Well, yeah. You, get, you give a man a weapon to put it on his head, don't you think he's going to drop his head and use it? It just happened in the NFL. <laughs> yes, it did. Man, that guy, what did he do? Take it off and swing at somebody? Take it off of him and hit him with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something to... Something tells me if they, if they do that right, you will never hear of that fellow again, unless it's yeah. in front of a judge. Hmm. Unless it's in front of a judge. Unless what's in front of a judge? Him. The guy that hit the hit the guy with the helmet. Oh. It wouldn't surprise me a bit if he had criminal charges put on him. That was yeah. That was almost an assault. Yeah. I guess you could call it an assault. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Considering he hit him in the head with his own helmet, yeah. But now when you consider the fact... You know, maybe he was just go. trying to help him put it back on. You really think so? Let's, let's that, that's, that's a way to be positive. <laughs> let's go back to these head injuries, though, because now the science is there. The well, science well, is there with know, the brain damage. I played football. Mr. Cagle played football. I don't have brain damage. Well, now that's debatable. That is very... <laughs> uh, in, fact, <laughs> if, in fact, if I was in, if I was in front of the old judge... And had to testify, I would have to bring you two up as examples. I'd say, look at my two friends here, Ash and Cagle. Obvious examples of brain damage from football. Okay, well, where did yours come from? Mine. <laughs> I'm just not right. <laughs> my mom and dad had to hit him in the head too many times. Yeah, I'll, I, will yeah. Give, I will give you a true story. This is how it used to be with us back in the day. One week, one day in particular, our coach literally had us get on all fours in front of one another and sit there and headbutt one another for about two or three, about two solid minutes. You put a you put a helmet, as I'm holding up quotation marks, that's that heavy and that strong on somebody's head. It's just like putting a boxing glove on somebody's hand. The boxing glove, please correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Ash. That boxing glove is designed to protect the hand. Why? Because you're punching somebody hypothetically in the skull, which is arguably the hardest bone in somebody's hand. The glove is only only to protect the hand, it's not to protect your face. It's not to protect the face or the head. Right. You're basically doing that with a football helmet. Yeah, but Here's, here's my thing on that. If the only reason why you're even hearing anything about that right now is because the NFL got their butt sued off okay my question to you is this where's the studies for the rugby players well that's the thing where's the studies for the the hockey players would it be are you saying that with the absence of those helmets and the pads with the absence of those people are more cautious to not hit I can give you first-hand experience Whenever I was in school growing up in Pee Wee, Mr. Ashton backed me up. When we played line, we were taught to throw a forearm and an elbow. That's right. Have you ever in your life put an elbow across a face mask or a helmet? I'll go ahead and tell you. Hurts like hell. I bought, or my dad bought actually, some of those neoprene rubber elbow pads. Yeah. 
I could haul off and hit a helmet as hard as I could and not feel it. That made me want to do it more. Well, so now I'm I'm using that as a metaphor. Okay, you take the weapon off their head to where they're not wanting to just drop their head and ram people like Juggernaut. It makes them have to lift their head and it makes them have to tackle different. I have heard different people implementing rugby style tackling into football. Not only are they tackling better, but they're not getting hurt in their spot. That's smart. Oh, so possibly what we have done with the safety equipment and, and with good intentions. We've gave players weapons. We've yes. weaponized. We've, and, and we have one thing to look at the level of uh, training, weight training, and, and different types of training in this country for the sport of football when you get to college levels is, is just world class because um, we can afford it. So you're putting world-class athletes, putting weapons in their hands to have impact with other athletes. You know, it, can go, it, it can go down to the smallest thing. Me, for instance, I played offensive line like Mr. Cagle did, but I didn't wear lineman gloves. I wore tight end gloves. Now, the difference in a lineman's gloves and tight end gloves, tight end gloves have this large band over the wrist. Makes your wrist stiff. With that, I'm able to jam somebody harder than somebody wearing the other gloves. I'm able to put my hands in the chest and it not affect my wrist like it would wear another glove. Okay, okay. So that, I mean, but are you, are you, are you, are, do you, do you, are you saying that you don't believe that there have been any brain injuries? Oh, there's absolutely been oh, brain injuries. Sure there have. Yeah. Yes, but I'm saying the brain injuries wouldn't be near as bad. I don't think. Well, now I agree because with that. Because of the helmets. And that goes back to what? Because you're not going to drop your yeah. head. And, you know, what I was going back yeah. with, the bo- with, the boxing, with the boxing gloves. I heard Ken Shamrock give, give this exact example because they were talking about the difference between bare knuckle fist fighting and boxing. He was talking about how the glove was a weapon because if you take a bare knuckle and you go to punch, if you're not precise, what's going to happen? You're, you're going to break your hand. You're going to break your hand or you're going to do that. That boxer's injury, that bone that breaks between the wrist and the exactly. And the, the mm-hmm. So you know, hypothetically speaking, since we're talking about this, if you remove, if you remove the helmet, or you know, not necessarily remove it, but you put a different one on there to where it's not got near as much protection on. They're not going to necessarily just absolutely lead with the head. Exactly right. Why? That hurts. So, you know, remove the padding, you kind, of got, you kind of got to be a little bit more careful. Well, that's true. That's true. true. And, and I think, you know, I, I totally agree with you. That's a really but, good way of, of, of... But here's the flip side to it. Myself, Mr. Ash, anybody that has ever played that game knew what they were getting into whenever they got on the field. That's exactly right. So these people shouldn't be suing the NFL. Well, I, I, but, you know, it, it's hard to say that a child knows what they're getting into. Unless unless all the, the time you're unless in the information is presented and put before them, hey, and I'm not thinking high school as much as I am college NFL and the brain injuries. By the time you get to that level, you know what you're into. You know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah but we yeah. didn't have the research up until 10 or 15 years ago, though, yeah, on how all the you, concussive how do you brain blame, injuries. How, can, how do you sue somebody knowing what you're getting into, knowing what the risks are, how do you do that? If you can, how does a how does a court allow that to happen? If you can prove that they suppressed the information, 
there's no suppression of information. You know there was suppression. That's know, how the NFL got sued. They suppressed you know the information. There's a risk of injury when you're going into. Yeah, it. but not like that. There, there, there was no. There was suppre- the, the the information was put forth of the reoccurrence of concussive injuries over and over and over again, and the NFL sought to suppress it. That's common knowledge. As um, know it is now. It is now, but it wasn't ten to fifteen years ago. It was. It was known when I was playing high school ball. That's I, knew not, the, I knew the risk. How many years ago has that been? It's been uh, it's been some years ago. You're 35. 34. 34. Okay, it's been yeah 16, I've, 17 years ago. Yeah. That's about a, the time we started getting the research. I, mean, I knew about it. That's a, yeah, it was brand, yeah, it was coming out then. I, mean, I knew the risk before then. I, mean, I knew the risk growing up. Well, every, everybody knows the risk, but you don't know the risk when you do it. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm talking more of a college NFL level, when you're doing it over and over and over again, it's going to have an effect because the brain's not made for those type of mm-hmm. collisions. Let's take a quick All break the- real quick, guys, and we'll come back to this conversation. Hey, guys, welcome back to Two Guys on a Podcast. Now, we were talking about head injuries in the NFL. Kegel was about to say something, so we're going to let him finish what he was going to say. Speak your piece, oh, Kegel. How do you know I hadn't already got CTE just simply from walking and hitting my head on door facings and ceiling fans? Well, you know, that is a distinct possibility. I mean, at your height, that could happen. Who are you going to you know. sue for that one? I don't know. Got a good contractor? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, this kind of goes right along a little bit with what we're talking about in this episode today. That's conspiracy theories. Because there, there, one of the conspiracy theories out there has been that the NFL tried to suppress knowledge of CTE brain injuries when they had it. I and, still say you can't blame the NFL. Well, I'll, I'll, let me read this to you. Concussions and other types of repetitive play-related head blows in American football have been shown to be the cause of chronic traumatic Encephalopathy, encephalopathy, encephalopathy. So in CTE in layman terms, um, concussions. Yeah, which has led to player deaths and other debilitating symptoms after retirement, including memory loss, depression, anxiety, headaches, and sleep disturbances. The list of ex NFL players that have either been diagnosed post mortem with CTE or have reported symptoms of CTE continues to grow. Okay, now when you come down here. Okay, the NFL spent years trying to deny and cover up any link that emerged connecting head injuries sustained while playing football with long-term brain disorders. The NFL Mild Traumatic Brain Injury Committee, first formed in 1994, reported in December 1999 that the number of head injuries had remained remarkably the same over the course of four years. And I'm not going to read the rest. This is all on Wikipedia. What I'm getting at, though, Jason, is... You know the risk doing something like that. Oh, I agree. But now, well, regardless I, of whether the NFL suppressed information or not, you know the risk. You know there's a risk of breaking your leg, getting bruised, hurting your head. There's risk breaking your neck even. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm just saying that I don't think that parents have the information they need, and and kids kids are gonna there. You can't you can't put that on kids. I mean, no, I'm not I saying mean, young kids. I'm saying yeah. by the time you reach high school, college, professional level, 
you understand and know the risks of playing the game. Well, you know there are risks. It's like a fighter saying, hey, I'm going to go in here and I'm not going to expect to get hit or knocked out or even die. Well, that's different. Because I'm getting my brains beat. You expect that you could get a broken leg. You could get a broken neck even. Everybody knows that. But the fact that just the repetitive hits could cause traumatic brain injury over time. That's that's what's new. That's common sense, Jason. Well, it's common sense now, but it wasn't. It should be. It should have been common sense to anybody. Hey, I'm taking hits to the head. I could get brain damage. But it's easy for us to say that now. Because in the past, it was looked at, no, no, that that, that just doesn't happen. Your key word right there now, and, and, and where I'm looking now, I'm trying to find some kind of middle ground between both of you. Yes, we all knew the risk. At the same time, we didn't know how easy it was necessarily to get this. Well, you know, you were you played yourself. You know, back then you didn't care about the risks. All you we, knew about them, didn't care about. Them. All we knew was there was a difference between just getting your bell rung, as they say now, or as we used to say then, right. and getting a full blown concussion. Whereas research and everything. I mean, so and now with the times that we had our bell rung, we could have actually right. had a concussion I'm and sure we didn't there know were it. several times I you had know. a concussion and played on not knowing any better. Oh, oh yeah. I mean that's what I'm saying. There I dislocated my shoulder in the game one time and finished a play before getting <laughs> before getting it fixed. Yeah. They popped it coach popped it back into the socket and I went on with the game. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I'm definitely not saying that they need to quit football because I learned so many life lessons. Well, no, no one's saying they should quit football, but but I, there should be, in my opinion, a better dissemination of the information in the long term, in the long haul, and uh, people should have that information a little bit more readily at hand. You know, real information, true. I mean, stuff that has been tried and, and tested is true medical information. Um, and I think, you know, maybe radical ways of looking at changing things are what's needed. Just like we were talking about, you don't see these type of injuries in rugby. Okay, well, what about this? What, well, if, see, what, like, if, what if we do that with all this new medical information that's come out? Say everything does get changed, and then several years later we find out that maybe there would have been something else that we could have done. Instead, we're going to be right back in the same boat. We're going to be right back in the same boat. Well, that's and true. then it's going to be, well... Just like it was before, we did our best, but we didn't know. At the same time, we knew the risk going into it. Right. So it's still in the middle between your your argument and Mr. Esch's argument. But was, that's the only the only thing I disagree on is that I don't think people know the risk. I don't think your average parent, because kids are going to want to do what they're going to want to do. I don't think your average parent really this, does know the risk. This day and age, everybody knows risk. I, I don't think they do. I mean, and I think they do. That's why you're seeing soccer get bigger. Yeah. A lot of moms and dad, a lot of moms in particular, don't want their kid to be playing football. Right but there. you see that getting bigger in in more affluent areas. You think that's uh, people, um, areas of higher more, more Hispanics that are coming in? Could be, but at the same time, it's also due to the fact that moms don't want their kids playing football too. Which is sad. But you see that that, that the thing though is you you don't see that in more rural areas or inner city areas you see it in more affluent areas well soccer in jasper yeah in ja- exactly but you don't have it at cordova you don't have it at parish you don't have well, it at curry not where high schools have soccer do they no not yet but that's what i'm saying you see that where you tend to have more affluence and more people with more money 
and, and, and access to more information and higher levels of education. It'll be okay. That's the they, truth. They'll be video game teams pretty soon. Yeah. Be great. I, that's a whole other ball of wax. You lose me when you start talking about video games. Well, I'm so sorry. I, when you get into the gaming stuff, you lose me. I do want to speak on video games. Something big with the NCAA happened this this past couple of weeks. Yeah. The NCAA changed their bylaws for college athletes to be compensated for their likeness. Yes, they did. Which means NCAA football can be making a comeback. It's going to be coming back, hopefully. I'll be like a kid in a candy store. Well, I'll be honest with you. I think they should. These kids are going out there putting their self on the line, and the NCAA as an organization and the colleges are making billions. Yes. And these kids are walking away. If they get injured, sorry, you don't get a career. I hope you graduate. And that's just terrible. Looks like the injury that happened to Alabama's quarterback this weekend. Yeah. His career could be over with. Could be over with. You remember Tyrone Protho? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he's coaching at Jasper High School now. Yeah. Yeah, coaching at Jasper, it bless his heart. I'm happy for him. Yeah, you know, but the same, he was a hell of an athlete. He was a hell of an athlete, but I, I still think, and, and I think you guys probably agree before with he me. got hurt, he was in a discussion for the Heisman Trophy that year. Indeed, I remember that catch. Yeah, against Southern Miss. Yep, I was at the game when he broke his leg. It was oh nasty. My God, that, that that was awful. That was awful. That was like a Joe Theismann type. Oh, break. it was nasty. But. Um, So Tua is out for the season, Kegel. Yeah. What's your thoughts on Saban keeping him in the game that close to halftime, already being up, what, 30, 38 to 7 at that time? Well, Coach said that he was trying to leave him in for the, so he could get a little bit of practice in. Two-minute drills. That's understandable. But, you know, it's easy, it's easy for us to look back at hindsight. It's a whole lot easier for us to look at hindsight and second-guess something than it is for the coach to actually make the decision. And at the same time, he could have got hurt. He could have got that kind of injury on the very first play of the game. Could have happened to practice. Could have happened to practice, exactly. Could have, That could have happened walking to school and falling down the stairs. Absolutely. So the discussion goes this now. Who do they start? Mac Jones. Mac Jones is the backup. Mac Jones. But do you see Talia Tungabola having a bigger role in the offense? If we jump ahead a real, if we jump ahead a lot, yeah, maybe well, so we'll be able to see a whole lot more of Talia this coming weekend. In Western hopefully. Carolina, yes. And then and, we have the Iron Bowl coming mm-hmm. up in two weeks. Mm-hmm. But I just, about, I would just about bet you my paychecks between now and then that Mac Jones will be your starting quarterback whenever we get, whenever we go down to Auburn. I'm sure he's the one. He's the one with the. He was the one with the more experience. He's the one that's been in the system longer. Mac is a senior, correct? Uh, junior or senior? Okay, yeah, I thought he was an upperclassman. Yeah, so, so I'm saying he'll be your he'll be your starter. But given if if Tua's career is done at Alabama, if his football career is over with, what do you see going in the off season as far as now? We got that kid coming in from. Uh, It'll be wide open. Right, we have another kid coming open. in that's supposed to be fantastic. Yeah, we could have a start. We could have a true freshman being our starting quarterback next year. Right, really good. Time will tell, and it's going to be an interesting one. I think, I think, I think Talia is a good athlete. I watched him play some high school ball, and I, I personally, I think he's a little better than Tua. He's more mobile than Tua is. He he is more, and he's going to be. I've already and heard. And he's got a cannon. I've heard that he was actually going to be better than Tua because he's had more reps and 
you know, his footwork's better than this, that, and the other. I don't know. I'm not a professional. I'm just going by what I heard. Well, let me ask the both of you. And then, we, then you have Paul Tyson. Right. Which is the grandson of Bear Bryant. Yes. Ah, yes, yes, yes. But just being pure college football fans, throwing out any uh, any loyalty to any particular team, I'd like to get both of your opinions on this, being an Auburn fan. Okay. Uh, personally, and this is how I feel about it, and I think probably you two guys might be well, more well-versed than I am, but I doubt you're as well-versed as I am in suffering through mediocrity. Uh, I am so tired of spending year after year of being expected to be a great team, seeing flashes of greatness, then to lose to Georgia, to LSU, to Alabama. Is it time for Gus Malzahn to go? He's my favorite Auburn coach, just coming strictly as a as well, an no, Auburn well, fan. We're not throwing fans but out, throwing fandom throwing out, all, pure, pure throwing, college football. Throwing that out, he should have been gone three or four years ago. I personally think in his coaching career, because he was a high school coach ten years ago, yeah. he shouldn't be at a prestige SEC university now. He got to me. He got lucky with a get with a gimmick offense and Cam Newton. Yeah. You know, the th- that's the thing that I've noticed, that when he has NFL-level talent at quarterback and at receivers, yeah, he can win. Yeah. But when he doesn't, he is not going to win. It, 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 they're going to rely on gimmick plays. Now, I will give and you, that, that's getting tiresome. I will give him credit. He does have – he uh, usually does keep one heck of a defensive coordinator over there because the defense lately has always been pretty good, at least up front anyway. The, the, the secondary is horrible. Defense, I was about to say, the only thing lacking in their defense right now is the secondary. They've got Kevin Steele down there as their yeah. defensive coordinator right now. By the way, hashtag built by Bama. Well, everybody <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. They have they definitely uh, similar to the way when Bear Bryant was yes. coaching. His assistants went on to be great coaches or something. All did. One of Auburn's best coaches was a Bear Brown assistant. Absolutely. And he was actually handpicked to replace him, and he turned it down. Yep, absolutely. But, you know, which, um, I mean, you know, there's just, I mean, being an old Georgia boy, Pat Dye, there's just a strong pull uh, with Georgia and Auburn. Yeah. Well, answer me, since you brought up Pat Dye, do you think Pat Dye got longevity out of his career at Auburn simply for the fact that he had Bo Jackson? Uh, I think any coach to have a player – on that level, uh, you know, I, I you could compare it to what we've seen with Gus Melzon and Cam Newton. You know, um, if they if they hadn't had the magical pick six or whatever Auburn fans call it, where they attempted the field goal and the kick didn't, six, kick six, yes, you hadn't had that. Miles on would already been gone. I no, so I agree. I agree. <clears throat> That's the year he got that big contract. Which actually yes, was, it he got was the big was Gene Chiswick and Cam Newton. I believe, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Was Malzahn already there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm thinking Jason Campbell mm-hmm. and Gene Chiswick, which Campbell labored for three years, uh, being very inconsistent. That fourth mm-hmm. year it came on. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't Campbell the, there the year that uh, 04 when everything was magical? No, that was, that was still under uh, Tuberville. And that okay. was, um, oh gosh, who was the quarterback that at that? And that was still in the BCS system. That's still yes. in the BCS system. That's back when you had Ronnie Brown, yes. and Cadillac. Yes, um, Cadillac. I love, I loved that offensive package. Yeah, that, they were that great. Auburn had. They were great. Um, 
with the thing that it wasn't just Cam Newton that year. You also had that great linebacker. Um, what was his name? The one who was so terribly aggressive. He ended up going going pro. I know who he you're talking pro. about, but I can't remember his name. He, went, he right. went pro and actually had some success. Yeah, I cannot remember his name though. But um, I think so. You could say Bo Jackson was a huge help to Pat Dye's career, but that wasn't all there was. Oh, I think he definitely got him four years. Oh, he did. He did. Yeah. He got him there. For, he got him there for four years. But uh, you because know, because we can look at it this way too. After Bo had already left and Bill Curry had already come in, Bill Curry had a real good success, had real good success, except he lost to Auburn four times straight. Yeah, absolutely. And, and he got booted. Well, and I believe it was an NCAA investigation that ended Pat Dye's career. If I'm not mistaken, that was when uh, Auburn started having their NCAA problems, and part of the deal on speaking that was of, he had to leave. Speaking of NCAA investigations, how about SMU this year? You know, they got the death penalty at one time. They're playing pretty good football. They're the only team that ever got the death penalty. Yeah. They're the only one that ever will. Yeah. That that, that death penalty caused the fall of the Southwest Conference. Yeah, it did. And it, 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 <clears throat> they didn't realize it was going to be as bad as what it was. Oh, it, it destroyed that program. Uh, who was the, um, the great back that came out of SMU? Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson. But now they they went way overboard. I mean, they were openly giving money to players. Well, I mean, it was everybody was doing Bear it. They Brown just got caught. Players. They got huh? Bear Bryant was giving money. To oh man, yeah. Everybody Absolutely. was doing it. They just got Absolutely. caught. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Bear Bryant had almost a limitless amount of scholarships to give too. Yeah. I mean, he would fill hundred player teams. Don't blame him. If you can do it, do it. You know. Yeah. If but, it's out there, if it's out there for you to do. And they're not saying you can't do it, then do it. You're a fool not to. But it just seems like with Auburn, you know, we've, we've had some talent down there the past five to six years. And every year it's like, okay, this is the year. But, um, you know, there, there's just something lacking. And with the kind of money Malzahn's being paid and the kind of money that college ha program has, it is ridiculous that they continue like they have. You're right. He should have been gone three to four years ago. There again. As Terry Cagle's over here playing with the major Millennium Falcon. Falcon, get it right. Falcon. Here's my thing, though. Who would you have replaced him with? Well, there have been some good coaches come available. Like who? Um, the coach from LSU, um, uh, Les Miles. I would have liked to have seen him there. The coach from Oklahoma. Um, now, do you say Les Miles simply for the fact that you like watching him eat grass? Eat grass. Yeah, he ate grass from every field he played on. Yes, I didn't. I was not aware of that. <laughs> um, I think that's rather strange, yeah. but I'm okay with that. <clears throat> I just, I just think he. Uh, I like, I like his style. Um, and the the coach from Oklahoma, I think he could win. Still, I don't think it's he's past his prime. Would Auburn be willing to open up the checkbook for him? They've opened up the checkbook for everybody. I don't. I don't. I don't they, think, I don't think you're understanding. Like a cheap whore at a truck stop. They bought out. Biden. I understand that. They bought but out. You Cumberville. They bought out Chiswick. They 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 gave Malzahn an obscene um, new contract that he did not deserve. You know they have spent. They're still paying off coaches from the past. You could have gave that man Fort Knox. He would not have left Oklahoma. 
He well, he's out though. That's what I'm saying. He's he's been available this past year. Stoops yeah. left Oklahoma. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, for the right amount of money, they could have got him if they would put the money up. I don't think he goes. Well, I, maybe not. I think he's done. He may be. He may. You're right. He may have said, "That's it. I've, I've done all I'm going to do." He did seem to be one of those cases yes. where he was done. I think he was done. I thought Les Miles was done. To well, Kansas College. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Good point. But there again, just who who would have been the guy? Gruden maybe, or not? Yeah. Gr- not Gruden. Um, the former uh, Georgia coach. Oh, the uh, one that went to Miami. Mark Richt. Yes. You know he just had a heart attack. You know I've never been a big fan of Mark Richt. I've always loved Mark Richt. I liked Mark. Honestly. Rick. Really. I did. I'm just I'm and he, just be, just because of his longevity, I, I get it. Georgia yeah. fans wanted a national title. I get that, but look at his success rate oh, over yeah. his tenure there. Well, when you think when he took over where they were, yeah, you know when we were all growing up, Georgia was in the toilet after Vince Dooley, mm-hmm. and then he he saved. I mean, basically brought that program back. Yeah, you used to have uh, Georgia. LSU, South Carolina, were easy marks for Alabama and Auburn. Easy marks. You know, LSU went through so many different coaches. I remember when Jerry DiNardo was down there. Mm. And um, then Georgia, of course, went through their litany of coaches. Um, Alabama went through a few, too. Yeah, we had some rotten years. Those were the good days. That's what I don't understand. I've been watching Facebook since the game yesterday until I got hurt. There's people bitching. About Saban, about Tua. Now, six months ago, everybody's praising Tua Tungabola as the greatest quarterback in Alabama history, and now he's trash because that's, he got hurt. That's the great thing you can always count on with Alabama fans. They are all they're typically spoiled and obnoxious. They will they will turn on a good coach just like they did Gene Stallings, just like they did Bill Curry. They will turn on them on a dime. They'll turn on a quarterback on a dime, and it, it's amazing. You really think that's just an Alabama thing? More so than any any fan base I've ever seen. Have yes. you ever have you ever met anybody that was a diehard LSU fan? They're awful. I think they're crazy. Now they're just crazy. That is. All right, guys. Let's take a quick break, and we'll finish this discussion and move on. Got he does this every time, folks. We've got some things we got to touch on. We haven't even got into the subject matter. Right. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Two Guys in a Podcast. All right. Yay. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. All right. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go to the meat on the bones right now. Um, something we talked about last in our last uh, podcast uh, because we had Terry Cagle here and, and we have referred to him often and, and, and totally in an affectionate way as Trucker Terry because he is a trucker. He drives a truck and. He's one of a, one of our one of our guys out there on the road bringing it home, but um, I'm a steering wheel holder. 
Maybe who's a, who said he's a steering wheel holder? But he also well, they call our crew babysitting sometimes. So I mean. We're baby, we're babysitting convicts. But uh, you know, he knows a little bit about conspiracy theories. He's interested in conspiracy. He has a different take, a different way of looking at things. Doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it wrong. But it definitely makes it interesting. Folks, I really don't know what in the world he's talking about. And, well, let's just let's revisit this concept of conspiracy theories. Um, Terry, how did how, why do you like conspiracy theories? I like to think uh, a little outside the narrative. I like to look at anything in all sides and try to keep an open mind. Okay. Well, um, what was your progression? How did how did you? I mean, at what point did you start hearing things that you thought were outside the narrative? And, all, and then you said, okay. And you started thinking, maybe opening your mind up a little bit, looking at things from a different point of view. I mean, how, where did that start? Or has that always been the case? It's pretty much always been the case. You know, I grew up trying to think for myself and, you know, coming up with my own conclusions on stuff. You know, I don't, I don't always like to, take the story as it's thrown at me well how do you separate the truth from nonsense because there's a lot of nonsense out there yeah. how do you set how do you decide okay this seems like this is yeah this might be even though this is because sometimes people want to say well that's just a conspiracy theory and dismiss it well, with me personally how do you decide well this is foolishness or this is something that might actually have some credence. I try to use common sense and logic, and if it makes sense to me, I might stick with it unless I'm unless I'm shown something different. Okay, well, let me throw one at you that's really it's in the it's in the news today. It's really popular. A lot of people talking about it. Okay, um, I don't have any. I haven't made a decision either way. I'm still looking at it. Jeffrey Epstein. Do you believe it was suicide or murder? Murder. I, I wholeheartedly believe it was murder. I believe it was murder. I think he knew too much. Okay, well, and that, that stands to reason. Okay, he, he didn't know a lot. Yeah. But why do you think it was murder other than the fact that he knew a lot? Well, there was a Do lot you of, need any other reason? Well, a, that, lot of, a lot of people know a lot. There was a lot of prominent people that were using his services to have sex with minors. Allegedly. Allegedly, but... but please don't come kill us, Clintons. Yeah. Just a small town podcast. Well, he also Trump was friends with Epstein as well. Sure. Yeah. And so was Prince Andrew, and they were. But I don't and believe so that was Trump Alan Dershowitz. There were people all over from both sides. I don't believe that Trump was having sex with minors. Once well, Trump, I, you, alleged, do, you, do you know that, or alleged, do you just want to think I just, that? I feel that. I mean, allegedly, I mean, once Trump found out what was what he was all about, he banned him from Mar-a-Lago. Well, he was part. I've seen the videos where he was partying with him with all the. The ladies there at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, but they wasn't minors. Would but that's not to say was Look, we, know, we don't know who all was messing with minors, and there may have been it may have just been a lot of these guys were getting hooked up with different women. I'm going to say this. Okay, well, what about this? What do you? How do you feel on it? I'm going to say I'm going to say this. At first, and it's simply because, and I, I fall back to the three of us, our background hmm. in jail, in prison. 
people kill themselves. It happens a lot. Yes, a lot. It happens. And you can say, um, "Oh well, this and oh well that." Well, there's not hardly a prison or a jail in this country this that is not understaffed or is not probably got more than they can handle. So I looked at it at first on its face. Just let me finish. And I thought, well, you know what? This stands to reason. It's high profile, but people kill themselves. And when I thought, well, you know, this guy, here he is. He's in his 60s, I think, or early late 50s, early 60s. Sure. He's lived this life. Um, I can see where he would say, you know what? Why do I want to stick around for the rest of this when I'm just going to go. I mean, because obviously this person isn't, uh, Epstein was not like you or I. He didn't, uh, you know, understand what I'm saying when I say that? Of course. In other words, he thought differently than, than, than what we would consider normal people. So I can see where someone like that, um, someone who, who I would consider sociopathic, would say, okay, I, I'm just going to avoid, avoid all this crap and do myself a favor. But one thing has changed my mind, and I don't know if this is for sure, and I would like to know if it's for sure, but I heard that the cameras to his cell were not functioning or were turned off. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Now, that being the case, that changes my whole view of it. Changes my whole view, and and, and and let me go further. I want to take everybody. Every, everybody wants to say, "Oh, the Clintons! Oh, the Clintons!" I don't believe a lot of that crap. I think a lot of this, there, all these murders connected to the Clintons. I think that's just, I think that's just foolishness. Because you can connect murders to everybody who's in power. Sure. But when you start talking about Prince Andrew, mm-hmm. and you're talking about MI5 mm-hmm. and those type of operatives, and you start talking about the CIA and former presidents and a current president and other business leaders who are probably more powerful than presidents. We just don't know it. They're in the shadows. I mean, in how? The world order. Well, you can even go that There's far. There's a conspiracy theory for you, Joe. There, well, there is. I mean, because, okay, here you go. Here's a conspiracy theory for you. Here's three guys who have all worked together as correctional officers and are now doing a podcast and who are going to get together and talk about things. Well, these powerful people are going to do the same thing. You're exactly right. They're going to get together and talk. Yeah, they know each other. They're associated with each other through business or what have you, and they're going to talk about things. And they can pull strings that your average person can't pull. That's so it makes it, so it's it's really making me look at that and think, you know, maybe this guy was killed. Yeah. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I do. I, and I want to say, I want you, let's say Epstein. He said, you know, I'm going to testify against these people that I'm about to put out there. I have all these books. I have all this documentation. I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to let the world see it. I'm going to make a deal. It happens every day. Criminals make deals, they get a reduced sentence. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to make a deal and I'm going to get my sentence reduced. I'm going to put all these people's names out there. That's why it makes really good sense to me that, hey, he didn't kill himself. Because he's thinking in my mind, I'm going to make a deal and I'm going to get out. I might have to do five years. So what you're thinking is, and and this goes along with some of the sociopaths we have all three dealt with. He's thinking self-preservation. Right. So he's thinking, okay, I'm going to go ahead and and put it out there and everything be damned, but I'm going to save my own butt, and I've got the money anyway. That's exactly right. I think that's what was going to happen. So, I think that's why they killed him. So you take a sociopath that's willing to spill the beans 
on other sociopaths who, who are smiling in our face and we think are, are different kinds of people. And, and, and that's, that is a dream deal made for murder. Absolutely. What, say hey, I, lo- I love the memes, okay? I love them. I laugh at everyone that I see. Yeah, everyone on Twitter. It's, it's funny because it's true, I think. I mean, I really think that that's, and I think that's what the consensus of every American is. He did not commit suicide. But he do killed, we, he do, was killed. Do the memes threaten to make it so just almost like a joke we don't take it seriously anymore? This is serious. Well, yeah, I mean, this is serious I think, business. I think the memes are put out there as an is an effort to bring stuff out in the light in a lot of instances. But it's for example, like a just joke. it's like it's, you know it's, it's a running joke, yes, but it's keeping it out there so people will still talk no, about it. Like, uh, and for and for us, like for right now, it's giving us subject material to talk it's about. It's people like us that are putting these memes out. Yeah, but what's that's, their, that's, their, that's their niche. They're like Alex Jones, and they're wanting to get their opinion and voice out. So they're putting these memes out there for everybody to see to keep it stirred up in everybody's mind. But I guess what I'm getting at is, you know, we've been talking about the Kennedy assassination for 50 years. Right. And what has come of that? So uh, what uh, what this is this needs to seriously be looked at. Nothing's going to come out. And the memes not going to do that. Nothing will be done about it. No. And that is a tragedy. No. That's a tragedy. It is what it is. That's how it's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Therein lies conspiracy theory. Right, absolutely. It's not a theory if it's proven fact. Well, the the one that helped with the autopsies, he said there's no yeah. way he killed himself. Michael Biden. Yeah, yeah Michael no way Biden. he killed himself. No. Yeah. No. I'm surprised he ain't ended up dead. He probably would be pretty soon. He's going to have a heart attack this week. Yeah. He's too high profile. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. Well, Epstein was pretty high profile. Too. Yeah, well, exactly. they say, well, they say the last Supreme Court justice that died in Texas was... Uh, yeah. Was a hit job. But who would have wanted to kill that guy? The government? <coughs> Why the government? Yeah. Because he was... Go back to the Kennedy assassination. Because he didn't... He was the... Uh, thank you. He would have been the tiebreaker vote through the Supreme Court on several big issues that people might have been wanting to get pushed through. You ever thought about that? Like what? I don't know. You th- you tell me. I don't know. You're the one that presented it. Okay. For example, uh, let's say abortion or gay marriage or anything like that. If you had some saying no, some saying yes to where it was a tie, if he would be, his vote would have been the tiebreaker because that was his position. Let me ask you all this. It's, 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 it's very simple. It's almost like mob tactics as far as the Epstein thing or whatever. If you have your... Certain things that you're wanting to get done, well, if you can't buy them off or whatever. Well, this is the only problem I have with some of the conspiracy theories about murder is you can't keep a secret in a family or amongst three or four of your best friends. How in the world to pull off a murder and cover it up? At some point, somebody's going to talk. Well, you've got you, to, you you just answered it right there. You just answered it. If people are going to talk, you get rid of the ones that's going to talk. Yeah, I know, but... I and that's mean, a lot of, there's been a lot of shady yeah, murders. And, and, and you wear a badge, but yet you're, th- you're talking like this. You got... you every, Everything is possible until it's proven not possible. 
possible. Well, I, and that's I the basis that. of conspiracy theories. I understand that. Even I mean, on a murder case. Can you see how that can get carried away, though? Everything can be well, carried away. It gets carried away. I mean, some of the, now some of the stuff Alex Jones, I, I used to listen to him, but I just I don't listen to him anymore. Talk about the lizard people. That's what I'm about to bring up. Some of the stuff Alex Jones brings up is hogwash, like the lizard people. But some of the stuff that Alex Jones has been talking about for 15 to 20 years has come to life. Well, yeah. I, some of his work with the Bilderberg Group and with the, um, yeah. what's the group out that meets out in California that, um, where they got the, the Big Al... Uh, Moloch that they they, they 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 go out Scientologists? No, 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 no. It's 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 usually world it's usually leaders of industry and world, world leaders. Once a, once again. Bohemian Grove. Bohemian Grove. Okay. You know uh, Once again, folks, we're not prepared on this show. Yeah, we are. We're shooting from the hip here. The hip. That's right. We you we move well, that's, the hips. that's what we do, guys. We we shoot from the hip. Anyway, okay. continue. He's Water. he's done some good work. I don't disagree with that. But I think uh I think for the past, I, I'm going to go past eight years. Now this whole he's gone off the rails. This whole lizard people thing that you're talking about, won't you explain it to the listeners? Because you're actually touching on something that I'm not really all that familiar with. Okay, this is a theory that's been going around for a long time, and and it goes way back, way way back. But the theory is, and there there are two schools of thought on it. One is. You have extraterrestrials who have infiltrated our government, okay. who have infiltrated positions of power, and they are kind of a reptilian type of extraterrestrial that can um, disguise themselves as humans. Okay. The other is that there is a reptilian race that lives deep uh, underground in the center of the earth, what have you, and um, they have infiltrated positions of power, royal families, and, and different things, and, and they are kind of pulling the strings. Perhaps that's how the Queen has lived so long. Could be. The Queen of England. So basically what you're, you're comparing this to old fabled lore of knights and dragons where in some instances, you know, people would go to the dragons for wisdom. Uh, something like that. Well, but the thing is, I think if that's where I think you end up. Okay. If you're not careful and you go too far with this, you end up at lizard okay. people. Well, as, no, as absurd as this is. Now let's play the the, the that's, back that's side. I just came across something here. Play, uh, play. Now, <laughs> you're talking about lizard people. Now, who's to say you had dinosaurs at one point? Hear <laughs> <laughs> me out. The Titanic sunk because it hit a little iceberg, right? Correct. Now, what if it hit a big lizard? Oh, well, let me see. That's Godzilla. That's Godzilla. Folks, folks, since this is not a TV show, let me give you the narrative. (laughs) Mr. Ush is holding up a meme of the Titanic, and instead of it hitting an iceberg, it hits Godzilla while it's swimming underwater. Right. And just the little scales on its back is sticking I found it hilarious, guys. I'm sorry. Wow, and that's that's fantastic. But go just just because I'm going to share this to our Facebook page, folks. Just because, because it just it thrilled me. Just because you brought it up, and just because you know, I'm fe- I'm feeling froggy. No pun intended. 
It's li- li- hype, has these lizard people actually been proven to be or not to be? Well, I'm, I'm going to throw some other ones at you. Well, I, 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 well, work, well work with me here. Okay. Have they been proven to be factual or have they been proven to be non-factual? Well, has anybody ever even attempted to try to that, That's like you, you telling me that um, sharks have attained the ability to walk on dry land and you better watch out. And I'd be like, that's that's crazy, Kegel. What no, are you talking I, and about? I think and, and, I, and you would tell me, prove to me that sharks can't walk on dry I land. Think we, and like, <laughs> we've got so far off conspiracy theories, we're talking about folklore now. Well, I got the Alex Jones right here. That's the devil worshiper. Lady Gaga and all the weird rituals they conducted. This is <laughs> Satanists are taking over America, according to Alex Jones. These are some of his crazy conspiracy theories. Um, Bill Gates is eugenist trying to wipe out minorities. Um, the government is controlling the weather. Have you never heard a harp? Hillary Clinton is running a child sex ring out of a D.C. area pizza restaurant. That actually caused a crazy guy to run in there with a rifle yeah. and terrify patrons. Yeah, I heard about that. I mean... Also, the government is complicit in a lot of terrorist attacks. Now, I'll go along with this on that. I do believe after 9-11, and you guys remember this, um, the Bush administration with with the... Um, I, I'm not going to use the word collusion because that's just been made into in, in something that can't be taken seriously hardly. But in, Thanks to the Democrats. It, well, you know, I mean, all over. I'm, I'm, I'm not... You know, that that's a whole other topic oh, man, to get man, into. They're trying to say Trump's clued, clued with Russia, clued with the Ukrainian let me, government. Let me, let me get back to what I'm saying, though. Um, after 9-11, you would see on Fox News, anytime there was something going on or, or, or some type of information that would come out that would be detrimental to the Bush administration, they would say, oh, there's an orange alert of a terrorist attack or, or this alert. These alerts, that don't, they don't even use anymore. And I believe that was to, to keep the American people scared, to keep them afraid in a, on a wartime footing. I well, mean, they, they were having us, they were, they were, they were telling us they're going to, these, these, uh, um, Osama bin Laden's going to poison the water in Vestavia. They're going to poison the drinking water. And all, and all this stuff has now been looked at and proven was bad intelligence, was not true, but they well, used that for political wrong, purposes. What's wrong with keeping your the people of your country that you're running on alert like that? Well, because... because, because now, I'm going to play, play you know, stupid right now. Look at movies like Red Dawn. That could be a potential thing that could happen in this country. Yeah, you you play definitely play stupid. If if we're not if we're not aware of something like that, it could happen because it could happen. Well, I'm going to tell you, man. If the if the Russians start parachuting in, I'm, I'm we're 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 going to we're going to well, do like they yeah. we're, we're going to gather up and we're going to fight them. Here is an excerpt. I believe they used the Cubans though in that movie. Here is an excerpt from in, from from one of your what? favorite places, NPR. Okay, it's an excerpt of Eisenhower's farewell speech. It says, and I quote, In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. 
The potential for disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. Well, I agree with Eisenhower on that, and I believe we're we're living that today. No. I totally believe we're living that. Well, you know, uh, people. I think people get upset when they see somebody using an, an EBT card, and they don't think they should be buying stakes with it. But they don't get upset when they see Boeing getting deals on on planes that never fly and making billions off the. And that's corporate welfare. Let's take a quick break, and we're going to close this next segment. It'll be our last segment. And we'll, we'll finish out here. Here's a fantastic conspiracy. Every time we get to talking good, Mr. S has to have a dead gum commercial break. Dev animal. Turn on the <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to Two Guys in a Podcast. We are back, and we're going to go ahead and close out this part of the show on conspiracy theories because it is such a big subject we're still just scraping the surface and, and what we're going to do folks in the future is and, and we'll let you know we're going to ask you what some of your favorite conspiracy theories are you can send them into our facebook uh, page and and let us know and we're going to pick some episodes here uh, over the next few months and take an entire episode and just talk about a particular conspiracy theory we may try to have some folks in who have a little bit more knowledge than we do and um, cover that. Absolutely. (laughs) What's next on the agenda, Mr. Ash? Well, uh, I want to talk about something we're going to start doing with our show. Uh, Everybody's heard of Dear Abby, right? You write into the newspaper and and they post it it in the newspaper, the response of Dear Abby. Great advice. Well, we're going to be doing one. We're going to be calling it Dear Dixie. Dear Dixie. Okay, what are we going to do with Dear Dixie, Mr. We Ash? want people to send in questions. It can be relationships. It can be sex advice. It can be anything. <laughs> we want the questions sent into our, our Facebook page, Two Guys in a Podcast. And we're going to get these questions answered from y'all by Dear Dixie. So we have, we have someone that's coming on. And her name is Dixie. Dixie. And uh, she is going to answer these questions. And it may be about um, what do I, what can I do uh, to to have a better a better relationship with my wife or husband, or it could be about um, any health or, or, or anything. 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 Okay. Okay. Well, I think that's fantastic. Now I have. Acquired, I am so excited. I have acquired another point of view on this. Okay. Now with you know, dear Abby, dear Dixie, that's a female's point of view. We're gonna have dear Dave also. Dear Dave. Okay. Dear Dave. All right. So you can get a male's perspective too from the same question. You'll get dear Dixie's point of view and dear Dave's point of view. You know what? I think that's fantastic. I think it's a great idea. That's a, that's the best idea I've heard today. All right. All righty. Jason, what you got uh, on Marvel News this week? Well, I'm actually trying to find right now. There's been some big news out of Marvel concerning Phase 5. And they have made some announcements. There are about five of uh, what I have seen as mystery movies that they have announced, and and the rumor is, the belief is, that this is the push for uh, Fantastic Four, for the X-Men, possibly Nova, um, 
and uh, Blade. There's been, there's been word on Captain Britain. Captain Britain? Cap, I think Captain Britain is a for sure thing that's coming. Uh, Captain Marvel, the sequel, has been announced. Um, and that wasn't, you know, that's been kind of right there on the edge. Um, is but, Dewey Cox still going to play Nova? Do no, I think he's going to be dead. Is he going to be walking hard? <laughs> uh, you might want to fill the listeners in on that. Let me see. Let me see what they got. I'm, I'm Didn't John C. Right Riley now. already played Nova in one of the movies? And I think it was Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't think so, no. He was they part were, of the Nova Corps, right? Yeah, I thought that was Nova. Let's see here. No, Nova, no, the character Nova yeah. is a particular member of the Nova Corps. Right. And he gets all of the power. See, Thanos, when he went to, um, what's, what was that planet? It's this, where, this is your story. Bro. It's where they had the power stone. Well, you've seen the movies. Where the collector. Yeah, where, where, the, the collector where, where Nova was, was located. Right. He went, to, they had control of the power stone. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then Thanos went there and decimated the Nova Corps to right. get the Power Stone. Okay, so if you follow along with the comic book storyline, Nova is actually the last surviving Nova Corpsman. And through the helmet, because they have this helmet they wear, he gets the combined power of all of the past Nova Corpsmen. And um, he is one of the galactic um, characters Okay, I'm looking right now. You're going to have to bear with me. So uh, I read a little bit on this Phase 5. They're, they've also pretty much guaranteed you have an Avengers movie, an Avengers team-up movie in Phase 5, near the end of Phase 5. That's, yes. Who's the enemy? Well, they're talking about Galactus at this point, right? Ain't that what everybody's hearing? Uh... Galactus has been rumored, but Doctor Doom was going pretty strong as a rumor there. But what I heard was it was going to be twofold. You were going to have an Earthbound villain and a Galactic villain, right. which would make sense for both. Yes. But also, and this is feasible, um, Kang the Conqueror has been rumored because he would fit in very well with the Fantastic Four being introduced and with the fact that they messed with... Um, Basically, the time continuum and endgame, Kang being a time traveler, you know, Tony Stark's great quote from endgame was, when you mess with time, time tends to mess back. Right. And that's kind of a rumor that um, that will be the introduction of Kang. And I, I did see something on Robert Downey Jr. today. He is coming back as an AI version of himself in future movies. Okay, okay. You know, we've we've talked about that several times as far as Ironheart. Well, and that would fit in uh, totally with Ironheart, and and I think it would give the fans something. He wouldn't have to actually be there and and, and go through what he's, you know, the kind of time commitment, but it would basically be a voiceover. Right. And um, so I, I could see that. I could see that. But as far as what their upcoming list is, what I can find right now, of course, next May 2020, we got Black Widow. November, we got Eternals. February of 2021, we go into Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, which will bring the Mandarin in. Yes, the real Mandarin. The real Mandarin. Not the joke. That was in Iron Man 3. Exactly. 
Now, May the 7th, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which will tie in with WandaVision on Disney streaming. And also, Loki will kind of tie in with this as well from what I've been seeing and reading. Um, then after that, in July of 2021, you have Spider-Man 3. It doesn't specify anything about that movie. November of 2021, Thor Love and Thunder, uh, which I love to point out was taken from Jason Aaron's storyline that he wrote. Uh, Jason, that's, who a up, that's a relative of yours. Is that right? he, he's a, he is a distant cousin, grew up right here in Walker County. And um, somebody and Kevin Feige name dropped him at a, at a D three, right? Exactly, exactly. So, just a great tie-in there for us in this area. February of 2022, there's an untitled Marvel movie, and May of 2022, Black Between, Panther two. I say we speculate that's Fantastic Four, the X Men. I'm thinking Fantastic Four. I'm thinking they're going to come on the scene before X Men. Very possible. I think they want to lend a little bit of time to let the Fox X-Men franchise kind of fade from memory. I think with the in, with the, the last Spider-Man movie, the end credit, they're setting up Fantastic Four right now. I agree. I agree. That was laying the groundwork for it. And then um, Ant-Man 3, of course, has Ant been Man announced. 3. That's one of my favorites. Y'all y'all may disagree, but I think Ant-Man was a great... I love Ant-Man, the Ant-Man movies. Absolutely. I think they're, I really, I like them. I think they're good. I like the second one more than I like the first. Yeah. yeah. I really do. Yeah, I think they're all good, but yeah, you're right. The second one, it was, it was pretty good. Now, do you think the second one, um, I can't think of the character's name, but he was trying to get the PIM tech technology. He was one of the, one, the villain of the, of the movie. Um, gosh, I cannot remember his name, but he um, kept talking about who he worked for. He was buying. He he was a buyer for someone else who was trying to get their hands on all kinds of technology, and that's been speculated to be a tie to Norman Osborn. Yeah, maybe so. I I think that would stand to reason. And I cannot find. I know Captain Marvel two has been announced. Yep, saw that. Um. And this right here, now this is not updated. Well, guys, I've got a good question for you. All right, let's go with it. <clears throat> what if, since you're such fantastic Marvel Marvel guys here, what, a, Terry Cagle what, is a DC guy, by the way. What if the Dark Phoenix wants to go up against the Scarlet Witch? Who would win in a one-on-one -on -one fight? You know, it's, it's, it's hard, but i got to go with the Scarlet Witch. I mean, because she's basically... Her powers are equivalent to, a, to an Infinity Stone. Yeah. Which in the Marvel Universe is what sparked life. Right, right. But Phoenix is also the strongest mutant she's of a, all. She's a mutant, though. Well, and she's a... The Phoenix is kind of a galactic... I mean, it's 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 as old as the Marvel Universe itself, mm -hmm. if, and it's kind of a galactic force. I'm gonna but go. But so are the Infinity Stones. But so are the Infinity. You're right. You're right. Um, and she plus was holding Scar Scarlet Witch and Infinity War was holding off Thanos single handedly. 
Well, and she has, I don't think, they haven't really touched how powerful she no, is. No, she is very powerful. No. She has altered, all, all, the movies reality not, altering. Yeah. The movies have not touched on how powerful she is in the comic books. Right. No. The comic stories are always better than the movies. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go with Phoenix because I just believe it, 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 the Phoenix Force is just too powerful. Right. But it could very easily be a draw. Right. Where are you at on this, Terry? I think they both kill one another and kill us all, personally. Like an atomic bomb, yes. ten atomic bombs set in the world. Yeah, gotcha. uh, a sense, or, or just uh, are they warp reality to the point uh, that, yeah, you know, because in the you know what, in which story was it where Scarlet Witch actually actually had a the she basically had a temper tantrum and just. Ultron, Ultron. It was in the old age of Ultron, where she just kind of in the comic books, not the movies. The House of M. That was the famous comic in the House of M, where she uh, and I cannot remember why. I don't know. She basically she basically had a temper tantrum and just altered reality like crazy. She did threw everybody in time warps. She threw. She basically decided, okay, everybody gets what they want. So all Spider Man. Got with um, who was his former girlfriend? Gwen Stacy, Gwen Stacy or, they, they or get, the other they one? They get married, go and have a great life. Everyone had these alternate realities where their life ended up great, but she also, um, that was that one of the most famous lines in comics where she said, "No more mutants," because the mutant, the X Men, were trying to stop her, and so she therefore she. Okay. Did that? Well, I've got another one for you. Since is since he is now a Disney property, and they've already Marvel has been making comic books for him. Darth Vader versus Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah, I got to go with Doctor Strange. Uh, I love me some Darth Vader, but in a fight head to head, Doctor Strange he's too powerful. Yeah. Uh, personally, I think Darth Vader is one of the greatest villains that has ever been conceived. Absolutely. Yes. But Doctor Strange is just too powerful. Okay. One more, and I'll be done. That isn't Marvel related necessarily. What if the mask, as in Jim Carrey's The Mask, went head to head against John Wick? I'm going to go with the mask. Well, you know, I joked earlier when we were talking about this that John Wick would win, but you're right. That's the mask of Loki. It's too powerful. It's too I powerful agree. For a human. I'm go. I love me some John Wick. It's amazing what happens. And then we discussed John Wick versus Jack Reacher, and we've all, I think, concluded that they would just kill each other or end up teaming up with each other. Yeah, I, lo- I love. Me, I love me some John Wick. It's amazing how much anger builds up in a man after his dog gets killed. But I don't see him going head-to-head and lasting against the mask. No, if you watch the old Jim Carrey movie, The Mask, and I don't know how... There was a comic, The Mask, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't it know was how, very, It was very dark. Okay, I don't, I don't know how well they job. But, I mean, in the movie, he pretty much... He, he, he shows a muffler, a muffler up a guy's butt. Yeah, I know, right? No. Yeah, so I'm thinking that, no, we don't, that guy's we, we pretty dangerous. We don't learn that The Mask is The Mask of Loki till the second movie, correct? No, it wasn't the first one. There was there wasn't but one movie. No, there's two mask movies. Yeah, there are two. Oh so yeah, that's right. The mask. second one, the dog wore it, right? No, his son. Oh okay. Uh, the kid does. Yeah, I never watched that one. Yeah. So. so. Yeah. 
So, uh, hmm. Jason? Anything, any other what-ifs? What about a crossover between DC and Marvel? Let's hear it. What about Darkseid going head-to-head against Apocalypse? I'm going to go with Darkseid. Uh, he, he's too powerful. I go Darkseid. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to go Apocalypse, guys. He's the original mutant. Uh, well... And, and, and Apocalypse is powerful. He's got he he. No, he, no. I'm going to say this. I don't think Fox did Apocalypse justice in the movie. Fox didn't do too no. many people justice right. except Deadpool. No, well, they did great <laughs> with Deadpool. They did great with Deadpool. But I agree. In the movie, um, I mean, Apocalypse's power not only is he a mutant, but it's augmented through technology from the um, Celestials. Right. He is incredibly powerful, um, but still, Dark Side. Dark side. I'm, I'm going to go with Dark Side being probably one of the most powerful villains, Marvel or DC. Um, if they, I've got one what if for y'all, and I'm doing this intentionally because I know Cagle's a Superman guy. He is a Superman all the way. I'm a Hulk guy. Who wins that fight? Superman. I don't think so. Mm. Now, okay, give us your reason, Superman, and he's going to give us his reasons, Hulk. Okay. Superman's too fast, too strong, too powerful. All right. Now, and then, now, the movies haven't done this justice for the Hulk, but the comic books, anytime you hurt the Hulk, he gets stronger. Mm-hmm. There's no limit to the strength and size the Hulk can, can become in the comics. Yeah. In one comic, he literally breaks the world in half. Yeah. Superman actually walks on the sun. Well, that's... He can walk on the sun on Earth. Okay. And the Hulk could live on the Earth, too. Who said the fight... The Hulk could live on the sun. Who said the fight had to stay on Earth? It don't. There you go. But the with the the Hulk being the way he is, his body can take anything. Allegedly. I mean, he, he rips Wolverine in half at one point. He gets ripped in half himself and comes back. Yeah. Wolverine also stuck his... <laughs> stuck his adamantium claws right through his head, too. Right. Yeah. You can't, you can't really kill him. You don't really. Uh, Jason, my memory serves me correct. Don't Thanos basically kill him in Infinity War? The comic, not the movie. I cannot remember. Because in Thanos pretty much goes through everybody. He pretty much And when we it. say everybody, we mean everybody. But he has the Infinity Gauntlet so, at that time. So? Well, that that's like, that's like the most powerful... So you're Force. saying without the Infinity Gauntlet, he ain't nothing. No, I, he is extremely powerful. Thanos, without. He's a titan. He's a titan and Thanos, one of the most powerful even, Eternals. Even yes. in Infinity War, if, if Thanos did not have an Infinity Stone at the time, he wouldn't have beat the Hulk. If he was without the Gauntlet, without a, without a stone, he couldn't beat the Hulk. Even though he's beaten the Hulk in countless comics without the Infinity Gauntlet. Mm, because he flat out, they flat out state how don't, he don't mind fighting him, but he don't really like it. I don't remember any of the comics of Thanos not having a stone when he fought the Hulk. He doesn't always wear the gauntlet, dude. In most of the comic books, Thanos has the gauntlet. Go back and do some research on it. We're gonna, we're gonna I'm kind of waiting on you to show me this research. Well, I mean, we can pull it up, but we ain't got the time for that. So, Jason... There he goes with that time frame again, folks. Oh, my gosh. I got to be a tiebreaker on this one? He's going to say Dr. Doom comes out of nowhere... And just obliterates and And uh, and does the whole run-in and sides with Marvel because that's what he does. 
Yeah, I'm going to say Doctor Doom shows up, and um, he 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 helps the Hulk defeat Superman, mm. but but then it's because he has an alternate plan the whole time. Well, and he's intelligent. Didn't and he's Superman? Intelligent. Didn't Superman and Hulk actually go head to head once in a comic book? Well, they had the crossover event. Yes, they two, did. Two crossover events. Yes, they did. And the Infinity Gauntlet came out, came into play in that. Well, if my I memory serves me correctly. I'll tell you what. But because it was only in the Marvel Universe, they couldn't use the Infinity Gauntlet. The, to there's the one place we can go to get the answer for all of this. Let me Google. Did Superman... Well, we may have to save this for, for another episode. We're running short on time, guys. Uh, I want to remind everybody, uh, send us in your questions. Like we said, relationship advice, sex advice health advice, anything you want to talk, ask a question about, and we're going to have Dear Dixie and Dear Dave answer the questions for you. Now, you're going to go on, our, on Facebook, look up Two Guys on a Podcast, and that's where you'll send your questions to. You can private message them to us, or you can just post them on our page. Absolutely, folks. We we want these questions, um, and, and this is something that's going to be fun. Hopefully, it'll be informative for you. And uh, it, it'll be a reoccurring type thing we do on this show. And I guarantee it'll be a lot of fun for us. Oh, it'll be fun for us. I promise you if that. If you wish to remain anonymous, just tell us, hey, I wish to remain anonymous. If not, if you don't tell us you want to be anonymous, we're going to put your name out there. Oh, we're going to put you out on Front Street. Because that's just what we do. That is what we do. Also, yeah. also, folks, if you happen to find this show entertaining, please help us spread the word and pass it on to your friends, if you would. Help us get the numbers up, please. We enjoy, we enjoy doing this. Uh, you know, it's it's a big thing. It's our deal. Every week we come in here, we sit down, we have a good time. And I, you know, I, I like to think people enjoy listening to us. And uh, so, 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 get, so pass the word on. Have a listen. You don't have to listen to the whole show if you don't have time. But take a listen and see what you think. Send us back your opinions. Just like uh, Mr. S said here, you can go on our Facebook page. You can say, listen, guys, I wish you'd talk about this. Or I wish you guys would maybe uh, look at doing that. Or you're you're great, or, or you're terrible. We don't care. Just give us some feedback. And, uh, if if you do enjoy our show, guys, uh, we're completely self-funded here. We work in a small studio with bare minimum equipment. In the next in the next month or so, we're going to be set up to take donations. If you enjoy our show, and want to see things get better for us with the show. You'll be able to make donations to us. Send that money, folks. Send that money in. And like I said, like we said, we're not taking this as not personal gain. This is for us to put money back into the show and improve things. Absolutely. Um, send that money, and it's going to pay off. We're going to be able to get some other guests on here. Um, we're going to be able to do phone interviews in the future. And we're just going to make this something fun for the area. This is our uh, – we, we're, we're coming at you from Walker County, Alabama. We're the hometown podcast, and uh, we're 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 really trying to um, give folks a voice and 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 uh, put some things out there that you'll enjoy hearing. Guys, if you uh, if you enjoy our podcast or you want to send in questions to an email address, you can get us at two guys and a podcast at yahoo.com. That's the number two guys and a podcast.com. And we'll get a we'll get a um, email address together for you this week, and we'll put it on there. Oh, you've already put it out. Yeah, I've got it, man. That's what I just told the listeners about. Okay, so we're gonna say it again. It's two guys and a podcast at yahoo.com. That's the number two. Okay, this this might be the best place for you to send your your questions, 
your queries for um, Dear Dixie and Dear Dave. And uh, we'll if share, you want to remain anonymous, that's the best way to we'll, remain we'll anonymous. Share, we'll share the email address on the Facebook page. That sounds great. Now guys, we're going to close out for today. We'll see you all again next week. Adios.